0: On today's episode of Bad in the Boondocks, we talk about Thomas Cosberg and Mona Fandy. You're listening to Bad in the Boondocks, baby. Bad in the boondocks. Lord have mercy. can help me. in the boondocks. We are excited that this week's episode is sponsored by Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace that connects podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host read ads, interview segments topical discussions, and a lot more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all
1: sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their
0: own rates, and collaborate with brands directly. You'll never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is there to support you at every step of the way and ensure that you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands.
1: So, go on and click that link down below in the show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. Thanks, Podcorn. Thanks.
0: Hey, and welcome to Bad and the Boondocks. As always, I am your flu infested host, Stan. And I'm your contagious
1: flu infested other host, Drew. How's it going? How's it going, everybody? For some reason, my body keeps inserting it with the flu and sucking it up through the lymph nodes,
0: and then I don't get it.sn't that odd? It is odd. My body did not do that. I thought it was doing that, and then uh it just knocked my ass down yeah, just
1: turned and under. took over.
0: So, yes, I went to the doctor today, did test positive for the flu, but you know what? I'm here. They gave me some nice hydrocodone cough medicine. Oh, my Lord. And I can push through. So, my oh, mother cool. gave
1: it to you, and it's um deliberating on if you're going to give it to me or not yet. I'm mean, Technically, I've already got it three times now, but who knows? Who
0: knows, indeed. Exactly.
1: Whoever knows.
0: Yesterday, while I was in the throes of it, he actually bitched me out <laughs> for not wanting not to fair. help him with a quiz. It's an exam.
1: It Whatever. was an important exam. And you answer, like, three things on it? Oh,
0: my God. Anyway... That's I was a, like, I've got the flu, dude. I can't even Yeah, hardly- and, I,
1: and you know what I told him? I said, I don't care. You said that you were going to help me on this. And so I then said, I'm you're
0: like, going You know what? Not with the flu. And you're like, well, it's got to be done. So that's your problem. And re- he got all mad. Yes, I did. And threw something in the room. In reality,
1: he only answered like three questions. All three were right. And I got, and they're out of 30 and I still got a 90s. And that's accounting. That that crap ain't ain't um too easy. Well, enough about us. Why don't we go ahead? Oh, one thing
0: first. Jesus. One thing. Oh I'm yeah, sorry.
1: I've got another thing. Okay. Go check out our Instagram. I just posted a picture of our cat lounging with the legs spread open. It's Loun- not animal porn, I promise. Because
0: it's kind of sounds <laughs> funny.
1: It's hilarious though. Cats are so funny. That was my thing. Go check it out. Bad and Benox.
0: Was more professional. <laughs> it was that I did a cool link thing. So if you have not rated us yet, in the show notes and I post something on Facebook, but um in our show notes you'll see a link and just push that link and it'll take you Push it. all the way to the easy step, a simple step to review and rate us. Push it real. So just push that link. Yeah, and give it. us a rating. Yeah,
1: <laughs> give it to us. That sounded so perverted. I'm not even joking there. Give it to us real good. Push oh, it. Jesus.
0: Push, it real, Push it real good.
1: Quit taking that. I said that. Yeah, I've yeah, already said it. My
0: jam. You wasn't even alive when that jam was going on. I don't care. I don't care.
1: All
0: right. I think it's your turn to go first this time.
1: Well, nothing ever um comes out good whenever you start thinking, but.
0: Hopefully, I'm still alive when it's my turn.
1: (laughs) Over exaggerating. I'm going to be talking about Thomas Gordon Cosberg. So, I
0: hmm, I don't know him. Shut up! Oh my god, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do because you do because I found the freaking story. Yeah, because I was cleaning up the freaking house. I was like, you can either clean up the kitchen, and I'll find your story.
1: Exactly, or it,
0: I won't find your store. And
1: it took me over an hour to clean the kitchen because our dishwashers broke. And it Enough took me twenty hours. minutes
0: to find the story.
1: Well, it's fine. because I never go, know where you go to to get uh, these that's things. Damn it's so weird.
0: Secret.
1: Anyways, Cosberg was born on October second, nineteen forty-eight, as the son of Osborne and Dorothy Cosberg.
0: Was it Ozzy Osborne? <sighs>
1: Must you be so I don't I don't even know the I don't even know the word to call you anymore. I don't know. I've used them all up. Delusional.
0: I don't know. Well I am dying of the flu. Oh
1: my god, you're not dying. He had five siblings. Barry, Marianne, Gail, Vincent, and Osborne, Jr. and lived with his family in a house at one hundred forty two East. 22nd avenue he attended general Wolfe elementary school and sir charles tupper secondary school according to friends um the cosbergs were a very close and happy family and the children would do everything for their parents cosberg himself was described as a nice kid with a history of mental illness and he once lived at a residence for disturbed boys Run by the Central City Mission, Robert Estragard, youth supervisor of Central City Mission, related that he got along well with everyone, but kept running away from home and the mission. According to Doctor Bennett Wong, who had, don't say anything, <laughs> who had treated him for six months. Cosberg's mental disorder dated back to 1961, and his last treatment was about a year prior to the murders. In January 1964, he had admitted to the Crease Clinic, a mental institution that is part of the Riverview Hospital. Some sources reported that he had been there in 1961 as well. He was discharged in May the same year, and subsequently attended the um, group therapy classes at the clinic and elsewhere. According to Dr. B.F. Bryson, superintendent at Crease Clinic, Cosberg had a history of emotional disturbance and a personality problem that was expected to be found in many teenagers of his age. He also stated there was no indication that Cosberg's condition would lead to a breakdown or manifestation of violence
0: at some future date. And I just say that I'm super glad that we have come a long way in the mental health field since that era. Yeah. That we still have a long way to it. We can go, but since thank that, goodness. Yeah,
1: Since that Amish story that you read about.
0: Yeah.
1: That was pretty messed well, up.
0: You know. <sighs> okay. <sighs> yeah.
1: Two days before the killings, Cosberg again tried to see Dr. Wong but Wong's message for an appointment on December 15th did not
0: reach him. He said, you have the Wong number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just kept thinking about, like, you have the Wong number?
1: <laughs> um, according to a statement read in court during his trial, Cogsberg's bought a bottle of 25 sleeping pills the night before the murders, and while his family and a friend of his mother only known by her first name, which was Florence. Wow, what a unique name, Florence. We're watching TV on December 9th. He prepared chocolate milkshakes for them, which he laced with the drug. Mm. Now, let's just get this straight. There's a huge problem here if one of these children makes the whole family milkshakes. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah,
0: unless he did it all the time and stuff. He
1: could have. A some, family is its own. A family is its, nice its own. Yeah. But, you know. The nearly empty peel bottle was later found by police collaborating the story. However, an examination of the bodies found no traces of bromide, barbiturates, or alcohol. Florence fell asleep, but woke up around 11 p.m. and left for her home in a taxi. After declining, Cosberg's suggestion to stay the night. When Cosberg's father returned home from his night's shift as a truck driver at the Allied Heat and Fuel Company by 1 a.m., he found his family already asleep. He also drank one of the milkshakes.
0: Now, that's a which good was, milkshake if it's still it, cold.
1: It's got to be, because let me tell you something. <laughs> when when the crap was these seasons okay. well, made? By, mean, they were made before wait, 11. It was before 11.
0: The woman got up and left at 11. Exactly. So they were made before 11 o'clock. So I'm thinking like 9.
1: I'm thinking around 9 as well. And if that thing is still a milkshake. who knows? He could have put it in, in the refrigerator. Well, But I don't understand. It still melts in the refrigerator. But I meant. And if you put it in the freezer, it'd be froze. I just don't get who walks into the door after it's being all like, oh
0: um, my gosh, 1 a.m. Oh, I'm I've, so tired. I've wow, a chocolate milkshake. Exactly. Shake. I've got to have a chocolate milkshake. That's sitting in the fridge. Even though the rest of my family is asleep. Wow, well, son, you waited up to give me this chocolate milkshake. That's, that's not weird.
1: That's really weird. But um at four AM, Cosberg eventually went to the basement. Oh yeah, did I mention um you know he went to bed after he drank the milkshake, obviously. <laughs> but about four um AM, Cosberg eventually went to the basement. And he fetched a double bitted axe.
0: Not is sure that what that
1: is I mean, I'm feeling like it's
0: maybe like double bladed double bladed yeah, <sighs> or maybe it's got sharp points on each end or something.
1: I really couldn't tell you I don't know.
0: I don't think it's that important.
1: It's not that important. I mean, you can look it up, but I didn't really feel the need to look it up. You know, I'd just say an axe, but i'm but I thought that it might be double bladed. And proceeded to kill his family. First, attacking his siblings, before turning against his parents. According to police, Ford, the five initial fatalities, died in bed without a struggle.
0: Yes, it's got the sharp thing. That's what I thought on both ends. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm
1: -hmm. But um, yeah. So that was just very, you know. Kind of like, I don't really know. I mean, I know that he was a lot mentally ill.
0: But nothing Cause neighbor, that would make cause him neighbor,
1: violent. No, because, na- yeah, that's what he said. Because neighbors and everything said that, oh, they, the kids would do everything for their parents and stuff. And I don't think that they were expecting this to happen. So I, I don't, just th- don't I, just, I don't think they're very disturbed. I don't I, think, I think their that. statements were very true.
0: No, I mean, it seems like he was had a lot of issues. That were not properly taken care of. They weren't care taken of. care of. I don't I don't know really why. And it also seems a little weird. The family seems a little weird. And the friend.
1: They seem really weird.
0: That's what you just said. I bet you they were homeschooled. Nothing against homeschool.
1: They weren't homeschooled. Uh, the kid went to whatever elementary school and then some oh, kind yeah, of mission okay. place. But all of the vixim, victims... Victims? <laughs> Shut up. Victims. Wrong number. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, quit staring at me like <laughs> Jesus. Were hacked in the head multiple times, causing severe skull and brain injuries. However, according to the pathologist, none of them died instantaneously. The only survivor of the family, besides Cosberg was his six months old brother Osborne jr whom he was suspected of having tried to smother he's a pretty messed up individual
0: yeah maybe he should have drank and that might shakes. that
1: might be an understatement but
0: yeah I at. got him a good night's rest
1: my thing is who's gonna go out and buy the next thing of milk that's my thing. You know that he used all the milk to make a milkshake.
0: Well, there's nobody there to drink it. Except the brother, the, baby. the
1: baby's there. I don't. And he that. was. I mean, ain't I doubt that he thought about going back out and buying more milk? I don't think so.
0: No, and I doubt all the money on the. And I doubt
1: is. that he washed the glasses after he gave them. It. Probably not. I don't think so. So he's a mess.
0: And I'm sure it was. Pretty dirty from the blood.
1: Yeah, and I doubt that he decided to clean any of that up. But after the murders, Cosberg changed his clothes, took his father's car, and ran it into a power pole. Whereupon, he stole another car, and finally, he telephoned Robert Estegard, who took him to Dr. Wong. Af- um, according to Estegard, Cosberg was trembling having cramps, and kept holding his stomach, but at times would also drift off to sleep. Hmm. Wonder why.
0: I don't know. Maybe he took some sleeping pills.
1: That's what I'm thinking.
0: Couldn't have been that many left.
1: Mm-mm. Because I ain't that many in the bottom. Well, it
0: that 24.
1: Exactly, and you know that you gave each person more than the normal dose. Yeah. They arrived at Dr. Wong's office at 7 a.m. where Cosberg confessed to the crime, stating that he had done something awful. Wong called the police at 7.45 a.m. and Cosberg was arrested shortly afterwards. Well, when officers arrived at the crime scene, they found Mr. and Mrs. Cosberg dead in their beds while their son Vincent lay. dead dead on the floor and osborne jr was in the crib um apparently unharmed in the rear bedroom they discovered the body of barry and in the front bedroom that of gail cosberg marianne who was in the same room as gail was still alive in her bed but she was with serious head injuries she was taken to the hospital immediately in critical condition where she underwent emergency surgery but she eventually died on December 19th without regaining consciousness. I knew
0: you were going to say that.
1: Well, because, okay, so he woke up 4 a.m., he hacked him to death, and Marianne was still alive at whenever the cops got there, so I would assume around 8.15. If they if the guy called if Doctor Wong called the cops at seven forty five, they were probably there about eight fifteen. What do you think? Sure, maybe a little earlier. I, well, I mean, I don't
0: between eight and eight thirty,
1: probably. Okay, so that's about a four four and a half hour gap where she was still alive from her injuries. So you just think, if they would have gotten there earlier, would it have made a difference? In my personal opinion, no.
0: I, I think I think that her injuries were a little
1: too much. I think they were. I think that she would have still died. Yeah. But it it's just it's an if it is.
0: So just I'm not blaming anything on that though.
1: So just an overview, the victims, just to name, name them out. Osborne Cosberg, his father, age 39. Dorothy Cosberg, his mother, age 40. Barry Cosberg, his brother, age 15. Mary Cosberg, his sister, 13. Gail Cosberg, his sister, 11. And Vincent Cosberg, his brother, 2.
0: Even the 2-year-old.
1: Well... After his arrest, Cosberg made a brief appearance in juvenile court where he was charged with five counts of juvenile delinquency in connection with capital murder. On December 14th, he was declared mentally ill and committed to the Riverview Mental Hospital until his partial or complete recovery or until further cabinet order Um, during his trial in 1967, which only lasted for a few hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cosberg pleaded not guilty, but admitted in a statement of fact, read to the court that he had attacked his family with an axe effort, putting them to sleep with drugged milkshakes.
0: Yeah, because this whole thing was premeditated. That is a I story, isn't it? I mean, but that's premeditated. This ain't no, all of a sudden, oh, I'm crazy and doing this. He thought this crap out.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, he really did. You got to be, you know freaking messed up mind to, or just you know evil? just think of it just just evil
0: yeah that's true that's
1: true too psychiatric
0: too <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. there's a turkey running around
1: I <laughs> know it is uh, never mind I ain't gonna say nothing I ain't even gonna say it what nothing What? two psychiatrists testify that nothing no, because it'll hurt your feelings. I don't care. I'm just blind. Oh, you're talking about my neck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just picking. You're I was just picking. Yeah, but true story.
1: Two psychiatrists testified that he suffered from a mental disturbance when he committed the murders, um, preventing him from appre- appreciating the nature and quality of his actions. What? uh Jesus Christ, people are stupid as hell, dude. I ain't gonna lie. Um, one of them, Dr. Joseph Thomas, um, described Cosberg as an automatic person capable of carrying out a complex and deliberate plan, Who, but who was incapable of discerning right from wrong. He also believed that Cosberg was suffering from a schizophrenic reaction and that his mental disorder had reached an uncontrollable state on the night of the murders. Well, according to Dr. Wong, Cosberg gave the impression during his interview immediately after the attack that he was fully convinced he was morally justified in killing his family.
0: For what? I don't know. Uh, did you say he was an automatic person? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't I, Hell if I know. I don't know. I do not know. An automatic person. He I don't know.
1: Hydromatic. And then fully convinced he was morally justified.
0: Okay. Jesus. Okay. I'm not. All I'm saying is, I don't think that Dr. Wong is in a top tier of mental health specialists. <laughs> you don't? No. Yeah.
1: On February 16th, 1967, the Vancouver Supreme Court. Found Cosberg not guilty by reason of insanity and ordered him to be confined at the Riverview Mental Hospital, pending further instructions from the Lieutenant Governor and Council. Well, in um September 1977, Cosberg was declared to pose no danger to society. Oh, Jesus Christ! How long Christ. was that? That is, I'm not good at math. Quit put me on the spot. Twelve years? Oh no, that's nothing. It was ordered by the, I don't know how the hell to say Provincial Cabinet, whatever. Provincial? Provincial. Oh. This
0: is all, like, British type, you it's know, high British. society, well, we it's ain't that. It's British, it's from the British.
1: To be released on the conditions that he had to live in an approved place in British Columbia and must report to an appointed official, At least once per week. Isn't that so damn much for killing your family? You get out 12 years later and only have to um, be appointed to the official. Mm. Oh, my God. Furthermore, he was also forbidden to pose... um, Possess? possess Shit. (laughs) I say (laughs) stuff wrong. Any firearms and could be ordered back to review...
0: Who gives a crap about <laughs> At the discretion
1: arm? of the board.
0: He used a damn axe.
1: After his release, Cosberg married and worked for the Vancouver Children's
0: Hospital for... Th- Are you kidding what me? What the hell? For 30 years. I'm starting to question Britain. He died
1: on January 1st,
0: 2016. That's messed up.
1: So how long a life is that? Let me, here, I'm going to find it. Okay, I'm going to look it. I'm going to look at it real quick. So let's do 2016 minus 1948. He died at 68. Mm. I mean, that's not.
0: That's old enough.
1: That's old enough.
0: I don't see how he was able to that's get to work at a darn children's hospital.
1: That just makes no sense to me. It really does not. I mean, I... I mean,
0: do they not check up on their, on their background? Just simple background check? they chair? not do background checks? And I love how they said he couldn't have a firearm because that's what he killed everybody with. It's a gun. Not. Not. Nah. Jesus in the morning. Jesus louisus. He should have... Okay. He could get out if he couldn't possess any hands. Then I would say okay. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, but he was still he still had his genitalia
0: to go out and... and What's he going to do, stand up and <laughs> flop it on somebody? How's he going to get his pants down? It's hard to do that with a nub.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: But... Well, that was a screwy, screwy um, justice, if, yep. if you can call it that. I don't really know what else you call it. Injustice.
1: Injustice, mm-hmm. that's what it's called
0: Just not
1: Okay So I think that We're gonna take a short fer- Well actually it'll be So short for y'all but it'll be sh- A <laughs> little so bit longer for us we, and we always say short break And why don't we just Pause it and then come right back To where we left off, all- I don't know But we're gonna take a very short break Which is like two seconds for you guys So we'll yeah. be right back
0: after these not messages. Don't you go anywhere. I know where you live. No, we don't. We're back, y'all. Did you mm-hmm. miss us?
1: No, you miss me, not you.
0: Oh no. That's
1: uh, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. So are you gonna be talking about today? Well,
0: miss, tonight. Miss Mrs. Mona Fandy.
1: Okay, okay.
0: All right. And if you look her up, you will not find a picture of her where she is not smiling. Wasn't that good? Trying to be chipper about the day. Funny you say that, chipper. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay, perhaps it was one of the most sensational and quite unusual case of modern times in the Far East. Mm Mm-hmm. And these names, y'all? You're
1: going to butcher them.
0: I'm just a I'm I just it. an humble southern boy. boy. Yeah. All right. When Matsna Ismail, her husband, Mode Afandi Abdul Rahman, <coughs> and their 31-year-old helper, Uh-da-da-da-da. Jeremy Hussein were hung at Malaysia's Kajang prison on the outskirts ...of Koala Lumpur. Wait. Her whole... Okay, no, it was her, her -hmm. husband, and their 31-year-old little helper. Bro, they were hung. Okay, Mazna was better known as Mona Fandy, which was her stage name.
1: I'm just going to say, I think the hangings are very cruel, but they're so scary. If you really think about it, if you look if you look at them in like a movie or something, you see the people yes. dangling. Ooh. It is horrific. Yes.
0: But anyway, Mona Fandy was her stage name when she performed as a pop singer and a water ballet dancer in her younger days. At her death, she was 45 years old, while her husband was a year younger, which is funny because yours was the wife was one year older than the husband. And same thing here.
1: I'm surprised you remembered that. Yes. Wow, you're actually listening to something that I
0: said. Yeah, not always. When her earlier career ran out of steam, she and Afondi made a living as witch doctors, and they were known locally as BOMOs. Belief in the powers of witchcraft is not uncommon among superstitious Malays, and they were able to attract a high- class client which included politicians And in July of 1993 an assemblyman for central Pahang State had approached Mona for supernatural help to boost his political career. oh my God and climbed that party ladder So there it's, it's a party It's a party it's a party. That's such a funny video. He was persuaded by the couple to take part in a ritual in which he was to lay on the floor with his eyes closed, waiting for the money to fall from the sky. No money fell. No. Instead, it was the blade of an axe. Oh, wow. He was decapitated and then dismembered, and partially skinned. Jesus Christ. His body was found cut up into 18 parts and buried in a hole near Mona's home. Wonder what parts were cut up. Uh well, I actually have a diagram of where all they cut him. Where is it at? Um I will have to show you later.
1: I want to see it.
0: I uh, will show you later. Okay. He was reported missing on July the 2nd of 1993 after he had withdrawn 30,000 ringgit which is that was US dollars 2000 uh, $12,000 Oh, $12,000 yes. The day after the killing Mona went on a shopping spree and later bought herself a Mercedes Benz And had a facelift.
1: Oh, my God. That's not suspicious. But let me tell you something. $12,000 in the U.S. would not buy, you no Mercedes-Benz.
0: No. Or a facelift. No. Not even in 1993. Maybe Mm -hmm. a really, really jank (laughs) Mercedes-Benz. A (laughs) hoop-de-hoop. Just the
1: one with the little fake plastic emblem up at the front. But it's really one of them. It'd
0: old be beater like
1: cars, a, a
0: Marquette <laughs> beans or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. When questioned, Jeremy made a statement to the police, which led to the discovery of his remains. Unsurprisingly, Mona and husband immediately became the prime suspects.
1: Well, yeah, because they're going out spending
0: money. Mona, Afandi, and Jeremy were tried before the judge. And charged with murder. That crime in Malaysia carries a mandatory death sentence. The trial was a media sensation. Mona and a Fandy were an attractive couple in their late 30s, and they were accused of this gruesome voodoo-related murder. Wait a second. Mm. You call that attractive? Well, that's what they're calling attractive. <laughs> you call that attractive? That's what they ca- I call it a little mm. creepy. You yeah. Mona had a penchant for wearing expensive outfits to court each day, but we're also talking about a place where she was able to buy a facelift and a Mercedes Benz for
1: $12,000. Exactly.
0: Their standards may be a little lower.
1: Probably.
0: Because compared to this wonderful security gal. Look at I that. I call it, because that's a that. girl. Security gal. Okay, Anyway. Mm. And we're going to start taking pictures at the gym we go to, and ha- and have a little <laughs> thing called "People at the Gym."
1: So there are some. You people. really need to go on. I mean, you'll probably Facebook and Instagram. Oh my that's god, that's where they'll be
0: posted. Definitely. But starting after I don't have the flu, we will be doing that. And I know that's off track, but it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're not going to say any names. No,
0: because it's judgment free.
1: But. I Even ain't gonna had, lie to you,
0: but they also had a pizza day today.
1: <laughs> they had a damn pizza day with bagels. I know. <laughs> what kind of? What kind of stuff? What is that? You get? You gonna
0: reward people for working out with fattening foods? Yeah. Anyway, Mona wore expensive outfits all the time to court every day, and she always had a smile for the media, and she just reveled in the attention. The case lasted sixty-five days, and whoa. It, heard evidence from 76 witnesses. The prosecution told the court that money was the motive for the killing and pointed to the shopping spree, the facelift, and the Mercedes. While well, Jeremy testified against Mona, wow, and fandy, and revealed the gruesome details of the murder. It was alleged by the prosecution that Ms. Lan had been killed between 10 p.m., on July the 2nd, and 12 midnight on July the 18th. That is quite a gap. Mm. Yes, it is. His body was found on July 22nd, buried 1.8 meters beneath the storeroom of an uncompleted house and sealed over with a concrete cap. Jesus Christ. That was a lot of work. It was, yeah. Let me look at And I out. imagine she made the men do all the work. How would while imagine. she was getting her face because what did the man even get to buy with the money?
1: Um, huh, Never mind, I ain't going to say that.
0: Uh, you was going to say a prostitute. <laughs> I was
1: going to say hose.
0: He <laughs> could probably buy a lot of those with these <laughs> prices. <laughs> yeah, what, it, what does it cost? A few cents. Afondi, in his defense, said Maslin owed him 2 million ringgit, which is 526,000 American dollars, for Mm. a quote unquote magic cane. Let me tell you something. That is. They. (laughs) But not just a magic cane, also a traditional hat that was said to have belonged to former Indonesian president. Mona testified that she also gave talismans and charms to several other politicians to boost their popularity with the electoral. The jury, oh, it only took the seven-member jury 70 minutes to reach a unanimous verdict of guilty against all three. Mm. Afandi and Mona just smiled a big smile when the foreman of the jury delivered the verdict.
1: Wow. I don't, I don't think I could smile through that. I just don't.
0: Uh well, maybe it's the facelift that's making her smile all the time. You've got a valid point there. We both, we have valid points here. Anyway, the helper, Jeremy, his counsel told the court that his client was only 24 years old, unemployed, and of low intelligence.
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny know, so, calling her ass
0: stupid right the judge then asked them if they had anything to say before he passed sentence and Afondi and mona replied that they would leave it to the discretion of the court he then passed the death sentence on each of them that they be taken from court to a recognized prison and later be hanged till they were dead mm. after hearing the sentence Mona said, I am happy and thank you to all Malaysians. She was photographed smiling as usual, and she was led from the court to the prison. The hangings were set for the dawn on Friday the 2nd of November in 2001. In the newly opened Kejang Prison, On the previous day, Mona and Afandi were allowed an eight-hour visit with about a dozen members of their family. It was reported that they spent their last hours advising their children from both their own marriage and their previous marriages to grow up to be good people. You know, I'm not sure if they have a right. are ones to talk.
1: they are ones to talk. You kill somebody and cut them up into...
0: 18 pieces.
1: 18 Mm -hmm. 18 different freaking pieces... For twelve thousand dollars, and you think that you have the right to be telling your children, what? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Need to be given a freaking motivational speech, and then
0: gonna, and then, I don't understand it. She also told their children, "Jaga diri baik," <coughs> that means to take care of themselves well. Whatever. A senior prisons officer has said there was a lot of crying and hugging as they spoke to their children and family for the last time. It was also reported that Mona said she would never die just before she was executed and died. (laughs) (laughs) It's like she was happy with Then they're like, it was not known what she meant by that. (laughs) I think it meant that she said she wasn't going to die. But they also reported to seeing her floating in the air of her cell, walking up the walls, crawling up walls, up on the ceiling like a cat.
1: They full of shit, too.
0: But I, I'm just telling you what. I else. ain't
1: gonna lie, too, because they be jipping people for witchcraft with witchcraft and crap like
0: that. I don't believe in none of them. It. It's normal practice in Malaysia for condemned prisoners to be given the food of their choice for their last meal. However, this offer was declined. They, Why did
1: they all? What did they ask for they a were, body? No, they
0: didn't want anything. No. They were very calm and said very little, and they didn't request anything in their last hours. Shoot, I'd be hungry before dawn. I'm gonna make sure I eat a lot so that a lot of turds come out my butthole whenever they <laughs> hang. me. So there'd be a lot more I, clean I wanna up. make sure they got to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, that's how I work. <laughs> Oh, because today, y'all, you're a special let me human tell you, being. And whenever I went to the doctor's office, they called me. Up there, oh, my they're God. Like, it this was is... so quiet in there. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. And they said, Mr. <laughs> Williams. And so I went to get up to go to the counter <laughs> and I got up and. <laughs> <laughs> and the person beside me could not help but laugh because I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Well, I let me tell you, you
1: something. Well, down. if you got to tell a story, then I to tell a little story.
0: Okay.
1: Today, whenever I went to the gym, or was that yesterday? No, that was this morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I went to the gym. So, you know how people always try to be all quiet whenever I sit down on the toilet? Well, I was right next to him, and the guy comes in, and he sits, sits down while he waits for the dryer to turn on, but as soon as it turns off, he thought he was going to be slick and try to try to be quiet about it and he (laughs) did and let me tell you something that was the funniest thing ever because then he said oh (laughs) and i was like are you serious you're gonna try to wait for it to be loud and then do it (laughs) just a little thing about what goes on in our daily lives that's, that's (laughs) that's sad
0: Before dawn, on the Friday morning, the trio were each handcuffed and hooded in their holding cells adjacent to the execution chamber and then led to the gallows with its three British-style nooses dangling from a metal beam. On the trap, their legs were strapped and the Mm. nooses adjusted around their necks. At 5.59 a.m., the drop fell and the three plummeted down. The execution was witnessed by a small number of guards and officials and the prison doctor. The press and the general public were excluded. One official told Told. told, (laughs) told. (laughs) the Malay Mail newspaper that they expressed no repentance at the end. They didn't say anything, and they were just really calm.
1: They are weird.
0: They had accepted that they were going to die, even though she said she was never going to die. But
1: Exactly.
0: They were left hanging for an hour. Why? Just to make sure they're completely dead. Okay. And then they were taken down for an autopsy because they needed to know how they died, I guess. Ha ha ha. For some crazy. reason. Because, yeah, you know, they probably died from hanging.
1: That wasn't good. That was, um, that was a very okay, shitty okay. joke.
0: I'm <laughs> sick. I'm sick. Yeah, you, you, that doesn't affect your never mind. Mona and Afandi were buried in a cemetery in Kajang later in the morning and Jeremy was buried in his hometown of Port Klang. Jesus. After the execution, Moslin's widow, Datin Farada Zan Nudden told reporters that she could finally bury the past behind her and she hoped now to carry on living her life with her children and without painful memories. And that's the story of Mona Fandy. Oh, Jesus.
1: And it's sad what people would do for twelve thousand dollars.
0: For any amount of money. That's true. But you would wonder why an educated person like him would believe some stupid shit like that.
1: I have no idea.
0: And anyway, it's you know, like if they tell me to lay down and close my eyes, you know you're gonna be peeking through your eyes. But well, why are
1: you gonna why are you gonna be that delusional that well, you're gonna money, because I
0: want to see the money falling from the sky.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. Why are you gonna why are you gonna do
0: that? All right, you guys. We pulled through, and we got this episode out to y'all, even through my sickness. Please rate and review us by using our link that we will have in the show notes. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. If you really hate somebody, be like, listen to this. It's really good podcast. Really? It's fine. I don't care. At least we'll have another download. <laughs> Wow, you're down on us, man. We are going to be at the Savannah Crime Expo in October. Mm-hmm. So go to savannacrimeexpo.com and get your tickets so you can meet us, meet these cool dudes.
1: Well, cool dude. Or us, What's okay? That? I'm talking about us. Which is me. Well, I'm pretty sure you meant about me, but
0: the fine. cool dude and his talking turkey. <laughs> it's like the man and the um, I don't know, and the emu. <laughs> the man and the emu. Yeah, and the and that. Oh, the medicine's kicking in. Yeah, never and heard it. Insurance you're, you're advertising. Little... Emu, emu. Oh, or whatever.
1: okay, okay. Yeah. That emu is hilarious, yeah. dude. Have you seen it where where he's in the car and then he's spying on people and yeah. then the emu goes crazy and then the people look <laughs> over <at. laughs> Okay. okay, but if if we become friends at the Savannah blah, 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 true calm thing, we might go out and, and have you. a little fun. What? No, I'm saying oh. like if we meet one of y'all and we become oh. friends or something, we might go out and have a little fun.
0: Yeah, we're going to do a little, we'll get, do a get together, a little social.
1: Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about, but...
0: What you talking
1: about? <laughs> not like that. Not like that. that. Oh I'm just talking God. about go out. I, I don't out, even know. That. Go out and having a little fun. Not not like that, but, but I'm just like... kind of
0: fun is it besides having a social?
1: I don't know. We might go <laughs> to eat or something. I That's don't know. That's what I'm
0: talking about. Oh, well... A social. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Great Lord.
1: <laughs> you a creep. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Very awkward.
0: Anyway... Thanks for sticking in
1: there with us. <laughs> Wait, no, because I'm not leaving oh, here gosh. sounding like a damn creep. You already. I'm not a creep. I just uh, meant going always, out, I have been and doing s- doing something. You keep saying, Jesus Christ. It I keep sound sounding like right? a frigging weirdo,
0: especially whenever I say oh, have a social. God. You're like, no, not like that. I, I mean. didn't think. I mean, go out and have fun. Yeah,
1: I meant like. Uh, whenever you said social, I was meaning I was thinking like, oh no, we're gonna stand there and talk the oh, same old thing, goodness. you know. Instead of actually doing something. Just saying. Okay. Okay. Now that I've cleared that up,
0: hopefully. So, I've been the uncreep Stan. <laughs> And the turkey,
1: but and I have come, be- <laughs> come, come,
0: come, 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 come.
1: <laughs> And I'm always Drew, and we will see you next time. Down in the Boondocks. They're not coming down here. Unless you're coming to Savannah, then you will be.
0: Well, if they wanted to drive by and visit, I mean call first.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to. All our, right, y'all. If you want to, our address is, on am just okay, we love you I tricked you. Good. All right, see ya. Bye.